Digital transformation can be overwhelming as you juggle various options, decisions and questions. SAP Value Starter is here to help your transition by working with you to create your benefits case. It offers customers a tailored, business value focused point of view through an outside-in perspective and helps foster understanding of the incremental value and capabilities to customers. Which is why today I am joined with Bill Bowers and Marcus Funke, two of the strategic forces behind the program. As always, my name is Akshi Mola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. My first guest, Bill Bowers, has over 25 years of global industry and IT experience in sales, marketing, manufacturing, product management, business development and consulting, working within both large and small companies such as IBM, I2 and SAP. Bill's professional focus has been to reduce time to market and time to value of highly differentiated businesses and is currently a part of the SAP S4HANA go-to-market and solution management organization where he leads customer value and success team. On a personal note, Bill is originally from the US and enjoys traveling, scuba diving, cooking and gardening and now calls Germany home with his wife and three dogs. My next guest, Marcus Funke, is a part of the SAP One movement and the chief product owner for the SAP S4HANA Value Starter. With this initiative, he helps customers understand why to make the move to SAP S4HANA, highlighting the benefits and ROI enjoyed by other customers who have already made the move. Marcus joined SAP in 2001 and held a succession of customer-facing and regional leadership roles in Europe, the Middle East and South Africa. His focus is productizing, scaling and rolling out services at a large scale. All of that on this episode of SAP Experts Podcast. Bill and Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today at this very special episode of SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Wonderful. So, Bill, before I jump into the main questions, let me ask you, do you all know each other? Do you know Marcus? Uh, we definitely know Marcus. Marcus and I have been working together um, uh, for about the last uh, two or three years. And mm -hmm. uh, if I'm honest, we're, I, I would say we're almost kind of a, a married couple, right? Oh, yeah. we <laughs> it feels, feels a little bit like this, like the guys in Sesame Street, yeah, <laughs> that are sitting onto the balcony and so on. That's Bill and me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to our audience, there's a reason I asked that question, because I'm also a part of this program, the Value Shadow program, and I've seen the synergy that Bill and Marcus have. And when it came to this episode, I was like, who better than to bring these two to share with us the strategy, the story behind the program? So first things first, Bill. For our listeners who are unaware, what is the Value Starter program exactly? And speaking of Value Starter, how did it all start? And what needs existed in the market? What was that our customers were asking for that we needed to create this program? Yeah, actually, it's very simple. Um, uh, S4HANA is now in its sixth year now. The biggest question that customers continue to ask to this day is, what's the value of me moving to S4HANA? You know, and our install-based customers, they love the quote, their ECC or, or their existing system. And they're like, 
why should I move to, to Esperhana? And so uh, Esperhana value starter is very simple. It's really to focus on answering those why questions. Why change? Why now? And why SAP and our partners? So Bill, you said why change? Why now? And why SAP? And Marcus, I know you are pretty well versed with these three questions because I was looking at your LinkedIn and your bio literally says helping customers chart their route from SAP ERP to SAP S4HANA. So how does our value charter program help with that? Oh, well, that's a good question. And I think we need to go back some time ago when I joined the MOVE program. In my previous roles, I've seen that SAP is offering wonderful assets, wonderful tools, wonderful services. And a lot of them come even without additional cost because they are covered by the customer's maintenance. Mm -hmm. But what we also see is customers don't consume it. So my motivation was to build something to help those customers and the partners to identify the right service, the right tools at the right point of time so that they make the consumption of those services as smooth as possible. Now, the intelligent enterprise, as for HANA, of course, is the way to go. And we would like to help our customers um, to get better. If they don't know about all of those things, well, they probably won't consume. I think that's not a good situation around that. And so when I joined the MOVE program, we did initially two things. We were building prescriptive customer journeys to exactly help that. And we built one service, which is the value starter, as a very start one for the first prescriptive journey so that we can help the customer to go and understand what's the incremental value of S4, what are the incremental differentiated capabilities, and so on. And look, what we want to do is and we need to look at some numbers. We're going to have around 16,000 customers still left on ERP. And 65% of them are so-called mid-market customer. So we need to move them. We need to motivate them and so on. And that is about what my motivation is to chart their route into a new future, into the intelligent enterprise and helping that. That's my motivation. And that's why I joined the MOVE program and we have developed those great things like Value Starter. Wonderful. I loved hearing about your motivation to start the Value Starter program. And you spoke about the variety of solutions we have and how important it is that, okay, we have so many applications, but how is the adoption really happening? But there's a twist in the story because, Bill, as you know, SAP has a wide variety of customers. There cannot really be a one-size-fits-all, right? And I mean, we literally serve all industries, all, all LOBs. In fact, I think uh, and my, our listeners can confirm this. I mentioned this perhaps once every episode that uh, all the LOBs, 26 industries, which is pretty much all of them. So, Bill, who would you say is the ideal candidate for this program? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, if you go back to what the question we're trying to answer, why, you could say any customer that is in the early stages of exploring S4HANA that doesn't understand um, uh, the, the business benefits that they're going to get, they would be logical customers. However, what we found is, as Marcus alluded to, it, it really is our mid-market customers and 
what we call our, our, our volume customers, where they, they really have uh, um, a lot of the challenges in, in making that decision and making that first step. So um, it could be any customer that hasn't answered the why questions, but we really see a sweet spot around mid-market. Awesome. And uh, it took me a minute to understand what mid-market was. I used to get confused within terminology such as upper GB, general business, lower GB, and then wait, mid-market, does that mean mid-sized? And what is mid-sized in North America might be different in Europe. So could you please, for our listeners, explain it a little bit? What exactly is mid-market? Yeah, no, we, we, we have a lot of terms and try to confuse ourselves internally and externally. Um, mid-market, if you, if you look at it, and it varies by where you are uh, on the planet, which, which if you're North America versus Europe. But typically, um, it starts somewhere of companies that are uh, about a, a billion in revenue, and it, it will go into some regions where they're 300, 500 million in revenue. And, and you know, what, what it really is, is also who are we partnering with in serving and, and, and making those customers successful? Uh, as, as you know, we go to market with our partners and we have a very uh, a, a big partner first way in which we address customers' issues. So, so that's also another sweet spot to value starter is not just customers that are of that size, but also some of the partners that we're working with that need a little bit of assistance in building those value cases and building those, those why cases, right? Because those partners are really good at implementing and, and bringing customers to life. They're not always as good as having that front-end uh, why discussion. So it's really about helping our partners as well. Maybe I can add something. And probably during the course of this podcast, I will introduce... Um, a mid-market customer. I call it always, it's the Joey's Block Butchery or Chuba Coffee Companies. So um, to make it meaningful at a point of time, probably a company um, that started locally, um, that started in one market unit. Some of them were very specialized. They're growing internationally at this point of time. So they are very specific into the way, fast mover, at this point of time. So those are the types of company that we would consider as mid-market companies. Hmm. So thank you so much, Bill and Marcus for sharing that. So what I got from that, okay, so we're focusing on mid-market customers and we're partnering with the partners and any region that we are concentrating more on, or we see that uh, we see this having the most impact in a particular region across the globe. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I mean, right now we, you know, what I call is is with value starter. It, I, I, I use the term breaking gravity, and where we, I think we've broken gravity is in uh, Latin America, uh, and and also in our A- Asian Pacific regions, right? And and part of the reason for that is the discussion we just had. We've got a, a lot of um, Chuba coffees and and Joe's block butchery, as 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 Marcus said, in those regions. They're very mid-market centric um, and 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 so they really have a lot of partners that are working with a lot of customers and so by just um, the sake of where the need is and where the opportunity is um, we, we, we we're seeing the uptake and the breaking of gravity in those regions to, to be the the largest so I would say it's the format that they laugh and we talk about that one later so they laugh the format 
Absolutely. So, Marcus, you just spoke about folks loving the format, but when it, wherever there is uptake, wherever there is love for the format, there always are detractors. You cannot get away from them. True. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcus, some detractors might say, "Well, what you guys are doing, there's really nothing new to it. Is it really a step ahead, or is are you just pirouetting and spinning in the same place?" So what would you say to that objection? I mean, how is the value starter program maybe different from other prior programs? I mean, we used to have an adoption starter. So somebody might say, how is this one new? How is this one different? What do you have to say to that? Well, I think as I like your comparison with the period uh, and the step ahead, I believe it is a period and a step ahead at the same point of time. And let me explain why. So first of all, we need to look inside SAP and we do have there a really famous group that is successfully helping large enterprise. Those are our industry value engineers. And what they do for large enterprise is very simple. They start a discussion with an outside in point of view. They do analyzing customers currently situation, They try to identify the customer strategic priorities. They try to understand how those can be measured, what we call through value drivers. They try then to identify the relevant incremental capabilities to drive those priorities at the end of the day. And they do calculate then at the end of the day a, a value case. So this is a great approach. For large customers, have, I believe, is um, the time to spend on-site workshops, long time with experts and so on, um, to do all of that. And usually on a large enterprise, given the complexity of those companies, it's usually a multi-week kind of engagement. Well, look, that's cool for them. So what we did is we took the things that have worked mm. so and we stripped them down to the basics. We stripped them down to the basics in a way that we were able to industrialize them so that we can do it in a shorter time frame, that we can industrialize this outside in point of view, the identification of value drivers and all of that and Packet, so to say, is in less than a week time that the customer, a small customer, a mid-market customer uh, can participate and consume this. Mm. So from that perspective, while we didn't reinvent the wheel with Value Starter, we took a well-proven methodology, put it, stripped it down to the basic and make it work in an industrialized fashion to our customers in the mid-market. And that's how they appreciating that. That's what the mid-market were looking for. So we became leaner and meaner and we've made the front end even more efficient. So now that we have done that, making the front end efficient, I can only imagine that it perhaps has a positive impact on driving adoption as well. But again, correlation is not causation. So Marcus, do you have any comments around that? Does it drive adoption as well? What do you think? Perhaps driving actual go live. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we had a couple of hundred customers going through this exercise this year. Keep in mind, 
Value starter is the first step of activity on our vision to value prescriptive customer journey. And what we have recognized usually from this kind of first value type of discussion to project initiation, this time takes a lot of customers, minimum anything from six months to two years. So what we could see is with value starter, we are roughly around two to four times in average faster in project initiation. So, and we had even one customer um, that uh, participated in value starter that six weeks after they had the value case um, produced and discussed with us, they have initiated a project. So what we can see here is that adoption starts because the initiation time of course, is um, two to three to four times faster than with a customer that doesn't go through that exercise. And I believe that's a huge impact on adoption. Yeah, and there's a key reason for that, right? One of the things that we typically do with SAP is we, our friends and, 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 and colleagues at the customer, a lot of times are IT, right? Mm. And, and we're, we're loved by the CIO and IT. We're not always talking to the business. What Value Starter does is it really, uh, and our vision to value uh, engagement model, as Marcus mentioned, it really sets up, first and foremost, let's start talking with the executives and let's start talking with the business on why S4 HANA is strategically important for their business. At the end of the day, if you can get the, the business and the executives behind understanding the, the power of, of S4HANA, that helps to, to really um, drive that decision-making process a bit faster. So speaking of getting executives on the board, I will be putting Bill on the spot now. And for our audience who don't know, Bill is actually my manager. And we have an understanding that I cannot get into trouble for asking him tough questions. So exactly. Bill, are you ready? I'm ready. Ask me a tough one. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Bill, we have been hearing a ton of buzz regarding Rise with SAP. And I have covered this topic a lot during my prior episodes as well. And, you know, we talk about how what Rise is, how it is this guided modular approach towards digital transformation. So, Bill, where does this program fit in? Again, pirouette, step ahead. Is it a subset? Is it complementary? Is it independent? What is it? What's the relation? Oh, that 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 is the million million euro question and the hard question. And and by the way, we we do a good job sometimes of, of confusing ourselves internally and externally of what that is and how it relates to the the one movement program as Martin mentioned. But but it's very simple actually. We introduced Rise with SAP to really drive what we call business transformation with customers, right? And what we wanted to do was to really simplify the journey for customers even further. We wanted to, to package those things that are very important for customers, including our platform, including S4 and other elements so that we really take the mystery out of what do they need to start transforming their business to an intelligent enterprise. So rise with SAP is the what, but it also is the um, business transformations and services. Is, it's the how, right? So it's also getting into that prescriptive journey. Now, the other program, which Marcus and I, and which Value Starter is coming from, is this SAP One Movement program. 
That program, as, as Marcus has said, is all about how do we create these prescriptive journeys from the very beginning to the, the go live and continuing on for customers to make them successful with S4. So for install-based customers, that journey is much more complex. So it's very simple. Rise is about the what and the how. The how for install-based customers is where one move comes in, the one movement program, because they need a, a little bit more assistance, a little bit more prescriptive to make it simpler for them to, to move to intelligent enterprise. So it's that simple. It really is that simple. And speaking of simplification, you had mentioned how we partner with partners. And, you know, I see the, the appeal of having that one unified face towards the customer. And I'm going to share my personal example, Bill, here, as you know, because I've been telling you when I could not attend certain meetings that my house had burst pipes. My brand new house, first pipes, and I was calling my home warranty. They were sending somebody. Then they were sending somebody else that we had to call and book on our calendar to come and demolish a part of my kitchen. Then somebody else to fix it. And then I had to call somebody else. My kitchen is not still fully done. The cabinets are still not fully done. How long has that been? Two months. Because I have to call yet somebody else to put back the cabinets in and undo the demolition. So that is to say, of course, there are these different teams. I would have really appreciated if I got that one face, one customer face, one ticket, get it done, fix it. So with that said, Bill, you already mentioned how we partner with partners, but can you elaborate on that? How do we help create that one unified experience for our customers? Yeah, no, it, it all goes back to that journey, right? And how we put, set up that prescriptive journey. And the simple point is we can't deliver a journey without our partners, right? And we have to, to um, um, set up that step-by-step -step journey, including the things that SAP offers and the things that the partner offers. And with Value Starter, and especially when we're talking about, quote, this mid-market, we got to remember that um, that one I, I, I don't like this analogy, but there's a term one throat to choke, you know, the, the <laughs> one person that's going to be responsible. Our partners are, are really that, that central point of contact for many of our customers, right? We call that the indirect business, but they, they really own their, their customers. And so what we really have to do is, is provide things like value starter that support them with their customers and what we want to do over time is we actually want to offer them the capability to, quote, franchise it, just like McDonald's. We want them to be able to, to deliver it and to fully leverage all of the, the tools um, that, we're, that we're, we're providing so that they can really provide that full uh, turnkey solution, just like your kitchen, for their customers, which they do. So that's, that's really the... The opportunity is let's engage with partners. Let's help them on the front end with answering those why questions. But over time, as they really start to get better and better at that, let's give them and empower them to be able to, to drive that full cycle. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So not only are we partnering with the partner, I think the more accurate terminology would be we are empowering the partner so that oh, they can cool. go ahead. We're templatizing uh, it for them. And maybe let me add um, some, some numbers more than half of the customers um, that are participating into Value Starter um, have been nominated and brought to us into delivery of Value Starter by partners. And one other reasons uh, for that is we are going local. 
So we are a global company, but the key of delivering um, towards the mid-market is the language. Mm. So in Germany, we deliver in German language for the French customers and French uh, language. When you go to Latin America, naturally in Spanish and Portuguese, in Russia, in Russian, I think we are currently rolling it out to Korea, Japan, and also China, I think is into their languages. And that creates a trust because, in fact, we are talking the same language what the partner is talking about with right. the format, but we are talking the same language that the customer understands. That mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, bingo, Marcus. Yep. Absolutely. And as I'm also involved in this very project, uh, Marcus brings up a great point, the point about localization. Uh, and no- localization is not just on the surface that, okay, Latin America, we're offering you Spanish. We have made sure to do localization to an extent that, okay, in Latin America, Spanish is spoken a certain way. In Spain, Spanish is spoken a certain way. So we have brought in localization to that extent. But with that said, Marcus, you and I share something very special with the month of September, which we also share with the Value Starter Program. Both Marcus and I have birthdays in September, and we're also getting very, very close to the one-year anniversary of Value Starter Program. So... It's been one year, Marcus. So what would you say, what have the lessons learned in these one year? (laughs) Well, the thing is that the baby was born and designed one year. So um, we we had a couple of, um, I think, pilot deliveries last year. So we were growing the baby. And I believe is we we learned we learned we learned a lot onto those topics. I believe is one of the topic that we have learned is that we are going to provide with the first birthday a digitized delivery platform. So um, that we are giving, I would say, is our value engagement hub uh, live and are delivering, I think, all of the information in a digitized world that the customer can reuse in it. Secondly, I believe, is it is the partner enablement. Um, in the beginning, you come up with an idea. Um, you go with this kind of an idea. Um, we had a lot of enablements uh, for our partners so that they understand our prescriptive customer journeys, are the multiplicator to this, I believe, as that was uh, pretty successful. And we learned from previous programs, of course, language. I mentioned that before. I think language is the key um, always. And when you have a program like this, you can't afford to deliver something um, in English where barely a person speaks English. So you need to go, you need to go local. And so from that perspective, I think as we were growing and we were improving while we went since the very beginning. Yeah, that's the lessons yeah. learned. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's all about scale. It's all about um, localization and making it most relevant for customers in their language, in their, in their country, right? And um, how do we really provide, as we've said, you know, that, that, um, set of services, that platform to our partners and to the people that are working day to day with customers in a given country and, and really drive that scale. And that, that's what we've learned is um, we thought we were scalable and we thought we were industrialized. Marcus used that word earlier. We had a lot to learn over a year. <laughs> we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know 
industrialization. Mm -hmm. I think we're, we're going more and more into uh, being able to uh, really take this to the next level. Now, I, I could help with industrialization because of my previous roles, um, I was really creating industrialized mass services uh, for other topics. So that was a very good uh, a background uh, for me um, to help and to set up an organization. And there's also a delivery model that works in large scale. And the one I believe is important things is our customers are super, super happy. So we're going to have a net promoter score rating in generally roughly around nine or 10, um, which, is, which is super great. Um, so, and um, that we keep the quality on when we are going mass scaling. I believe as that is the biggest challenge whenever you do something in scale for every company that is getting a new product up. The first 10,000 is going to work fine, but when you're scaling beyond and uh, we've successfully managed that one um, to build a trust. And so things are moving on and moving on. And this is this I think is, is the greatest success of the one year birthday for me. The customers are happy. Absolutely. I'm hearing words like scalability, I'm hearing digitization, I'm hearing localization. Bill, can you say spoiler alert? Because I think our audience is ready for a technical side, the digitization side of deep dive. When can we have that kind of a deep dive? Well, I think I think we're planning another uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be coming soon. <laughs> so, so definitely tune in again uh, for that one. Absolutely, y'all. Our audiences, this is your uh, cue to subscribe to SAP Experts Podcast because you do not want to miss the next episode, which will not be next week, but it will be coming soon in which Bill and I get together with another special guest and talk all about digitization and scalability. And you'll hear more about localization and you would not want to miss that. So don't forget to tune in. But with that, Marcus, we have been telling a lot of stories. We have been talking concepts. We have been talking lessons learned. But now let's make it real for our audience, right? You spoke about Chuba coffee, and you spoke about a butchery. So perhaps let's take their example. Maybe they're currently an easy customer and they're interested in moving towards S4 HANA. So walk me into the day in the life of or day in the move of, for the lack of a better word. Oh, we could do that. Your assumption is they are interested in moving to S4. Quite often, they don't even have that type of interest because mm. um, they are so much busy in growing the kind of a business and uh, IT probably is not a core competency at the point of time. So the initial step towards this customer through partners is a very simple one. We're creating for a customer that probably we believe should go into the intelligent enterprise or in the customer says, okay, how can SAP help me to that? In the very first step, what we call a point of view teaser. Point of view teaser is a very comprehensive four pages document. It looks at the assumed strategic priorities for this company, and it maps this to the go-to-market material uh, of builds team, the differentiated business scenario outcomes, and the industry shareholder value maps that explains very simple how other companies into the same industry and the same size have achieved a benefit 
out of moving towards S4. So this is the first step. So you could say, okay, I could increase my Salesforce efficiency by so many percent while growing and creating synergies and the type of things and so on. So we wanted to catch that interest uh, first with the customer. If that door is open, then it's easy because the simple question is, okay, this is now mapping how your peers or competitors have achieved uh, benefits. Do you want to understand what is the eventual potential for yourself? The customer says yes, then we invite the customer to the next step. This next step is a one-hour call, which we call a preparation and information call for the value starter engagement. So what are we doing in this one-hour call? Very simple. We don't want to boil the ocean, and we can't do that, of course, in a lean approach. We are asking the customer a very simple question. Tell me, where do you want to learn and identify where SAP products are helping you to run the business better? It's a very simple question. So Chuba Coffee wants to grow internationally, and they want to create different or sell different assortments of gadgets beyond coffee as an example. And that's the way that they want to be successful. So they want to learn in terms of how can S4 and the intelligent enterprise help them to run that better. So we need to understand this simple question from the customer. And usually I think it's pretty clear. That helps us to identify literally the line of businesses um, that we can focus on, that we can then identify together with the customer the relevant value drivers and build the value case for them. Wow. So that is pretty straightforward. Customer will provide us um, some financial data so that we can go. Hmm. And then we are ready when the customer is ready because even for a small customer, going in the three half days engagement needs some time of planning, but anything between two to four weeks after this call, when the customer tells us we are ready, we're taking all that information from us. We are looking what they're currently using, what capabilities they're using, what does that map into future capabilities. We are looking into our material, proposing differentiated capabilities that we want to highlight that are supporting that kind of the case. Our team is doing this in the back office, preparing, so to say, is for delivery for that. And then we are going into three half days mm. of, of an engagement and we are highlighting in the three half days then the differentiated and additional capabilities and the value case. I will explain in a moment how that three and a half days are working. That is, so to say, is the flow. And um, that means it goes with the customer pace and so on. Yeah. And then I think the day starts when the value starter engagement happens. And that's super cool. So assuming that we are talking to business, and in general, I think business has no idea what S4 is about. Right. Now... What are we doing, so to say, is on the first half day with the customer? Giving them an experience by a simulation of S4. Cool. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. They love, they love that, right? Because yeah. they, they get to see it. See, yeah. show me the power. <laughs> and and, and the, nice, the nice thing is um, that after that 
um, simulation where you are simulating an end-to-end -end business process, whether it's in the manufacturing or in the sales or whatever it is, I think is you could see all of the benefits and it's simulated in a way that one day of working onto the system has been condensed into one minute or one and a half minutes. So we are simulating in 30 minutes a month of working in the company. They could experience all the great things like inside analytics, real-time analytics, end-to-end wow. -end process views, and so on. And the perception that SAP is something which is not really intuitive is being gone because you're dealing probably in that first day with people um, that come from the business and they will learn, oh, well, S4 is something that your kids and my dogs can easily, I think, is executed. So easy it is to work. And I like to say sometimes with the ECC customer, because it's such a different experience, I, I use the, the quote from the, the Wizard of Oz, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Mm -hmm. it's so Because it's a totally, wow, that's different, right? And you get that real wow effect. Exactly, customers. exactly. That, that's the reason uh, why we're starting. So at the end, we tried to bounce back towards the priority was that they liked most, which were the capabilities that allow us. And then um, over the next two half days, um, we have prepared based on the point of view document. We have understood their capabilities. We are suggesting to them one main theme, um, so to say, is um, that we are calculating the value case. So in that point of view document, we are highlighting to them what should be the value drivers that you could probably measure the value that you can get upfront and then later on, so to say, is the KPIs. And then we are, I think, talking the customers through that. So customer, I think, would understand what would be the logic of the value case. Absolutely. So we made an analysis um, in the back end what capabilities the customer is currently using. We are giving them an outlook in terms of what future capabilities the customer can consider to support um, their business to be run better. Mm -hmm. uh, we... I think uh, we looked also here into the potential KPIs and how they can measure this type of improvement. So we make some magic, so to say, is into uh, mapping current capabilities into future capabilities. And then we put this into a tool. Um, this is our value lifecycle manager tool where we are taking the assumptions of um, how can the benefit be improved by better salesforce efficiency and all of that, making this kind of a calculation around that and giving the customer a potential outlook. And we're doing that in a way that we don't lecture our customers how to use the tool. Right. But keep in mind, you want to buy a new Tesla and you don't want to understand how the battery is being engineered. Right. So you want to drive that thing. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, so from that perspective, um, in our way, how we are running our customer through, we don't want to lecture the customer. You need no. to this tool, that tool, that tool. We're going to take that work away from it. We prepare mm -hmm. the things into the background and explaining them 
how the output uh, is being calculated, how it comes towards a value case and how it works and so on. And of course, I believe is if the customer has interest and to go deeper, um, that's always possible. But for a value starter, the one thing that you don't want to explain is how does that tool works and uh, mm -hmm. you don't want to have the customer facing this complexity. We're going to take that away from the customer. And that's the reason why the customer's loving it. So I said, oh, well, I think it's you're taking the complexity of really doing it away right. from me. And I can understand now how I can do a value calculation. So at the end, the customer has a couple of things into the hand. He has a list of capabilities um, to consider. Uh, we're going to give them the value realization to that. They have a kind of a financial impact at the point of time. And then they can go with that and really go into deep dive. So then they can, at the next step, look what brings at once available promise really for my business right. um, to achieve the value in the concrete type of a scenario complete to a normal ATP and that type of thing. So that is, I believe, as we open them the discussion and usually customers then inspired and really motivated and willing to go this step. And that's also the reason why we have a three to four times faster initiation of projects because you're going to have a list of logical things to do on the prescriptive journey. Absolutely. They can focus into that and then I think as off they go. You know what, Marcus, the whole time you were explaining that, there was one singular image that uh, kept coming back into my head. And Bill knows this, that as an emerging talent who is very motivated, I'm also always looking for developmental programs. And what you just explained to me, it sounded like a developmental program for companies seeking digital transformation. So any of those assessments, right? Like strength finders, Berkman assessment, you fill out, I fill out my profile. And then I get back analytics like, okay, Akshi is good at leadership. Mm -hmm. Akshi might need help with being more organized. And then I share <laughs> it with my, my manager and he comes back and is like, okay, I can get you a mentor here. We can start up a study plan or we can start Absolutely. this and that. So it is Absolutely. really a guided approach towards transformation. So all this, Bill, how much does this cost for our customer? 100% free. Zero. Zero. <laughs> free, because free, free. Because we love them. Yep. Yeah. The only thing that the customer needs to contribute is, so to say, is in the initial call, one hour uh, um, to have um, the scoping discussion and the preparation and information call. And of course, they need to bring um, for their team the time of three half days on their side to go through the exercise. All addition, there's no other additional costs. It's all covered by the current maintenance that the customer pays. And, and the funny thing, though, that we hear is, is, is back to these mid-market companies. Bill, that's still a lot of time for a mid-market <laughs> yeah. And what I say, I say, guys, what we're doing today is we have what I call these how parties. We, we go in and we work with the, the CIO and their technical team, and we spend a lot more time, I assure you, than one and a half yep. days over multiple weeks of having these, how do we do it? How do we do it? And then, oh, by the way, the, the CIO goes to the business and says, I want to do it. We finally figured out how. And they're like, why? Right? So it's, it's like, what I try to say is this is going to save you a, so much more time 
as you as if you figure out the why first. Absolutely, you will save time when you figure out your why. And with that said, Bill and Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today. As we come closer to the end, I want to give each one of you some time to share anything we have not shared yet with the audience. So this could be some customer testimonials, examples. It could be where can they learn more about the program, and it should also be where they can follow you. So we'll start with Bill. Yeah, no, I, I think we've covered it all. I, I think, you know, the beauty of the, the program is we enable aha moments, right? I, I mean, one of the, the beautiful examples I use is, Marcus brought it up earlier, is this customer that uh, actually decided to move forward nine months prior with their S4 journey. And, and what, what really happened is in the session, this was a construction company, a mid-sized construction company, and the CIO had decided we want to move to S4. But he just needed the business to believe in it. And by being in Value Starter, the people that run the, the, the construction projects for this company said, aha, I get it. I see what it's going to do for my business. Let's not wait nine months. Let's move forward now, right? And so that's the, the, you know, the thing I think that is, is most exciting is we're creating those aha moments for customers. And uh, you know, that, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. Famous last words, I believe there's a question was, where can you learn more? Of course, on all our, our three LinkedIn profiles, uh, we're posting progress and success and customer quotes um, when they come around to programs. So probably you're gonna follow them. Um, so, and of course on our web page, so we're going to have a lot of cool collaterals and so on, cool videos, uh, where you can see how the thing's working, a five minute snippet video in terms of how we deliver value starter with our new delivery platform, the value engagement hub and all of that. You're going to find here, um, the official quotes and so on. And the website here is www.sap.com slash s for hana dash starter. So on the belief is there you for latest and greatest. And if you are interested, don't hesitate to request a POV teaser if you're a customer at any point of time through our website. And we are more than happy to get engaged to you because we want to pave our chart, your journey towards um, the intelligent enterprise and S4. That's what we want to do. And we would like to do it jointly with you successfully. And I will be dropping those links in the show notes along with both of their LinkedIn. So please don't forget to follow Bill and Marcus. With that, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was fun.